Welcome to RPG Cast episode 408, the first RPG Cast of 2017. Woo! Woohoo! We're no longer in 2016? Yay! Yeah! No, we're, <laughs> no one's excited at all. All right. It's January 7, 2017. I'm Chris Privetier, bringing you RP Gamers Weekly show about. Wow, what do we talk about? Games stuff. and stuff, right? All Things. Right. Joining me, stuff. Anna Marie Privetier are not quite weekly but we sure try to podcast kelly ryan hello alice wilkinson hi and alex fuller oh they stole my standard greetings (laughs) (laughs) hi hello Uh, you could have just said "Uh." (laughs) (laughs) there you go perfect all right (laughs) This show is off to an energetic start. Yay, 2017, coming at you live from Earth. Okay, what do we do? Is it is it time for our irregular mumbling about how Commonwealth-oriented this podcast is? I don't know, Anna Marie, but why don't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, let's take it over to Britain, where Alex Fuller will tell us what he's been playing in 2017. 2017. Well, I've been playing Final Fantasy XV. I don't know if we want to do that block now with everyone else. You've been playing the last two Final Fantasies. Yes. Oh, I got Final Fantasy XV for Christmas, so I expect it next week. Hey, I played through that sewer dungeon. It wasn't that bad. You spent hours in there, most of it grumbling and looking at your computer. No, it was not hours. It was mail, maybe, but I I just didn't know where the sluice gate was. Oh, I got lost after about two minutes and decided, nope. And then... <laughs> I had to consult a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Thank God for the internet. Like, oh, look, there's... Those look like little tunnels. Oh, I bet I can jump down to those. Oh. The failure of that dungeon is its map because it's very <laughs> deceiving. How you like in 15, Alex? Yeah, I really I really enjoyed it, although I I have some issues with it, mostly regarding the story, but What a Final Fantasy yeah. game without a coherent story? Please tell me more. Yeah. Oh, I suppose there's a coherent story somewhere in there. It's just they forgot to tell half of it. <laughs> Don't worry, they're going to patch it in. Oh, oh yeah. Right, it's nice in the... Chapter 13. No, even, even that. Uh, chapter 13 issues aren't necessarily story-related. Oh, wow. No, they're not. So, okay. you, you, Alex, you've already gotten... Have you finished the game already? Yeah, I finished oh, it. Oh, my God. Well, I'm still I, in Chapter think... 6. I yeah, I, well. I, have, I haven't finished it yet either. It, it, it's a bit weird because once you basically get to chapter nine, you can then blitz straight through it because that's when the that's when it sort of splits from being open world to just being a direct sort of straight straight through all the story stuff. Oh, okay. That's chapter nine. Although there is a basically four full breaking magic, which means you yeah, can go, back to, go doggy. You can go back to the open world. <laughs> Yeah, um, the thing with 13 that throws a lot of people off is that they really gimp you at the beginning of it. So, 13? You know, all the, 
Huh? Yeah. Chapter Ch- 13. Oh, chapter 13. The one, okay. Yeah, the one that everybody gripes yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was level 77 by the time I got to chapter 13. So I was just blown through the entire game. And then at the beginning, because they gimp you so hard, all of that leveling was pointless. Ouch. So you have to run, run through or avoid battles and be stealthy. And eventually they do give stealth you some mechanics of in the Final Fantasy yeah. game. Woo! Oh, yeah. So eventually they do give you some of your stuff back and then eventually you get back to full power. Uh-huh. But it is so long before you get to that. Mm-hmm. And the corridors are also very samey. So it's very hard to get figure out where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know that going in, you can definitely see why chapter 13 is frustrating. Oh, I did not go in. It's still frustrating. But... <laughs> I... I I thought that people's problem with that chapter was the story and not the gameplay. So when I got there and, you know, had to deal with the horrible stealth mechanics, it was like, okay, I see why people don't like this now. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, there's not a specific, well, the story concerns aren't specific to that chapter. I think it's sort of across the game where it applies because it's, there's loads of stuff that either happens off screen and you sort of just see it mentioned like in a sentence or something. Elsewhere, and this is stuff that's not expanded upon that really should be. Oh, because it's happening in like the anime and stuff. Mm, not no, it's not even happening there. It's, it's no, happening. It's not, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> not explained at all, Anna. Oh, awkward. Like that's why they're like, we're gonna add cutscenes that explain this entire character's motivations. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. I mean that. Uh, that being said, even without the story issues, I still really enjoyed the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the actual game, the, f- the first half, I really did enjoy. I mean, I really liked how it did the open world with the exception of hunts. Hunts take Just a while, fact, don't they? It's the fact that you can only accept one. Which yeah. <laughs> is yeah, that's annoying. Awful. And the only one, oh, I had to. I had a hunt I just did over break, um, two hunts actually, that could only be done during the daytime during the rain. And so I had to basically accept the hunt and just go to a camp and sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep until I woke up one morning and it was raining. It was, um, actually was kind of weirdly reflective of my Christmas break, given I had the flu and was sleeping most of it. (laughs) So that's kind of weird. Well, on the bright side, I think there's only like two or three hunts like that in the whole game. Yeah, but when they come up, it's like, why are we doing this? And I don't even know why I'm doing hunts at this point other than just to do them. Um, Hunts are a great way to grind up items you might need Mm -hmm. or to just kind of get gold or experience. Yeah, but there's good farming tricks for all that stuff. Because I, I know that one of the hunt or one of the items I needed to upgrade one of the weapons had uh, dropped from a hunt, so I just yeah. accepted the hunt over and over again to spawn the right enemies. All right. Yeah, I mean you don't necessarily need to do that to complete the game because I mean I sort of gave up on hunts when I after I reached rank three. Although the one for all thing was it did stop. <laughs> yeah, it did stop me doing one of the side quests that I would have liked to do, but. Never mind. <laughs> it wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> Let's go hunt some frogs, right? Woo! Where are those frogs? 
I had to help I, uh, you with like, that quest. Like, you know, the quest that basically relies on you having a surround sound system. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's that damn croaking coming from? I had to help you with that quest. Yes, you that did. Fun. That was hard. <laughs> did you finish the entire Frogside quest, or...? Um, I'm as far as I can get in chapter six. I don't know if she does more okay. yet or not. Yeah, because there's yeah, one cool. where you you have to find five different frogs like in the entire world map. Oh gosh! And, <laughs> no, yeah. he doesn't. Hasn't yet, and if he takes it, I'm not helping him. With oh, it. I'll use the guide. Yeah, the guide pretty much points him out. Right, for either five rainbow frogs. Actually, reminds me, I need to get back to collecting treasure map pieces. Yeah, I don't think you can finish that one until you get to, like, chapter 9. No, but I should at least do all the ones I'm up to, and so I don't have to blitz them all later. And even then, fun. the reward for that isn't all that great. It's just golden. Don't spoil it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my reward will be the guy's not complaining about those treasure map pieces anymore. Yeah, tre those treasure map pieces are fun if you miss pixel hunting from yeah. adventure games back in the day. Mm-hmm. Don't I? But I ended up uh, platinum trophying that game. What? Good for you. Yeah. And uh, well, you say that a lot of the trophies weren't really all that hard to get. I think the hardest one to do was to beat the Adamantois. And that was just... Uh, isn't that like the fight that's supposed to take you two days? Oh, wait, that was just a really bad PR line. It's well, two in game I mean, days, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it took me to, or it took me an in-game, or an actual hour to beat. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. You know, as a WoW player, it's like, okay, this thing is going to have an enrage mechanic at any point, because right, my DPS right, sucks. Right. <laughs> But by far, that that was probably the hardest trophy to get. And even then, that wasn't that hard. That was just tedious. Everything else just kind of fell in line. Oh, his name is Titus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Sorry. Never mind. No Bad joke. No. Okay. Got it. So, Alex. Yes? Any, any other thoughts on 15 that you want to share? Um... Probably not. I think the, the my main takeaway is just all that plot stuff. But aside from that, I think everyone's covered the the open world stuff is fun. All the character interactions are great, which sort of some was, I mean, makes up for a lot of the story issues. So, mm -hmm. I've discovered a new recipe. That's it. Although uh... that cup noodle effort was <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're, they're they're a good ingredient too. That's the thing. Those cup noodles are useful. There's a bulge in someone's no, pants. No, no, his cup noodles. <laughs> I don't think that's what that is, Anna. Okay. Oh. I remain convinced it is his cup noodle. So I need to go and finish that, like, at some point. But I don't know when that's going to happen. Alex, what else will you been playing? Oh, uh, she says I've sort of been. Half playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Wait, how do you half play fourteen? By not doing very much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I am a master of not actually achieving anything while I'm logged into the game. That's a Oh hey, join the club. Power. No, you're 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 way ahead of me, so 
Hey, you know You've what? You've actually I, finished, I, I suppose. But I played Final Fantasy fourteen over break. Okay, now I'm now I'm shocked. I know, I did right? See you ended it at one point. Oh, oh, was were you in the chat when I was asking that stuff? Okay. Um, yeah, I think so. I know. I know Glenn responded to. <laughs> I I don't know who anybody is in that game, so I wasn't sure who I was talking to, other than like people in our guild um, that's kind of it's kind of the thing is it's mostly because the 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 our guild is kind of really just my guild and i just invite like anyone who i know who plays 14 oh, okay who happens to roll on our server just it, so basically if they're in our guild i either know them personally or they're friends of someone i know personally okay that makes more sense then i know nobody um so i logged in because, well, a couple things. One, there was a bunch of sales on 14 overbreak. So I said, hey, do I not have it on any platforms? <laughs> because now's the time to pick it up for any platforms I'm missing it on. Which is when I learned, A, there is a Mac version of 14. Um, B, there this is the second Mac version of 14. Because the first Mac version of 14 was so bad they had to pull it off the market. C... You do not get an entitlement to the Mac version of 14 just because you own the Windows version of 14. You have to buy it separate. And D, it was on sale. So I picked it up, and it's still kind of crap to install. Like, it let me download the installer for 14 from Amazon where I bought it. And then when I finished doing it and ran the installer, it said, I'm sorry, this is this is the old wrong version of the 14 installer. You need to download it from here <laughs> instead. So I had to re-download it, and it's entirely from this other link, which it didn't tell me about. And the page for the first link was still up in serving data, because why not have a download up there that nobody can make use of once they get it? So I downloaded it again and ran it, and then tried to log into it and finished logging in and put in my one-time password, and the client crashed and wouldn't run again. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to come back to this later. So I came back to it a day later, had some more fun with that, and eventually got it to launch and launch the game and then realized, no, this is just running the Windows version of 14 in an emulator. Isn't that great? Which is what I thought was the bad thing about the first version of the Mac version. Anyway. No, the first the first version, I believe, was an actual attempt at a port. Oh, okay. So wow. it's the other way around. That sounds so much better. <laughs> oh. Most people, it, it, it is the reason why most people hate working with Macs in general when it comes to software. So Seriously, I, I hate coding they, on Macs. They could, have, they could have had Aspire do it, and it would have probably came out just fine. But whatever, they didn't. And um, it, it, once you finally get the game properly installed, patched, and running a couple times, it seems to run okay. And it ran, and I was like, wow, this is actually running at a higher performance than 14 used to run on my PC when it originally came out. Oh, burn, 14, bad performance jokes. Yeah. How old is that game? I have never had bad performance issues. When it launched, it was not good. Was it? (laughs) 1.0. Oh, 1.0. Yeah, 1.0. Which is the level of performance I expected on my MacBook, you know? Um but yeah, it turns well, we out all know, we all we all know the reason why that was the case anyway. Do we? Oh right, well, flower turns, pots. Turn, yeah, I was going to say yeah. It turns out <laughs> having the same number of polygons as player models on <laughs> incidental flower pots might tank the frame rate. <laughs> I've been watching that. Somebody's doing like a series of like 
a retrospective of Final Fantasy XIV, and he's covering all yep. like the crap that went wrong with the initial launch. And it's I didn't know about the flower pots thing, and that's just oh, so really? awesome. I've been yeah. watching that too. That's just been like a, watching a train wreck. It's oh, so it's funny to watch. I was there for some of it as well. Yeah, that's, and it was bad. <laughs> so anyway, the cut and paste environments. Yep. Yeah, I didn't realize how bad that was. <laughs> So I don't remember it being that bad, but I guess I didn't didn't notice for some reason. Uh, I was like, "Oh, this is fine. This is fine. This is not fine." And anyway, so I I played fourteen over break a little bit. I just want, logged in and did like the holiday event, which really took me oh. like an hour, like if any, if even that. Um, it's like hey, don't, talk to I these people the and do a fate. <laughs> I thought the event this year was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a fancy cock, and um, it was great. Um, it, it's about chickens. It's the year of the rooster. Well, I, was thinking, so. I, was, I was thinking of the, the actual Christmas event, not the New Year one. Oh no, I did the New Year one. I missed the Christmas one. Sorry. Oh, okay. So what was the, the Christmas, Christmas one? Uh, the Christmas one is you basically go to a children's ward and tell stories about your uh, heroism. Oh. Which Wait, I thought was quite that sweet. That seems self-indulgent. All right. Well, whatever. Was it? Well, if it's about your heroism, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? <laughs> hey, it's what the people want to hear. Oh, all right. <laughs> Tell us how you beat the monster again. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. So that's what I did in 14, and I said, all right, cool. Goal achieved. Logging off. <laughs> because I'm so behind in that game. You think you're behind, Alex. You know I'm way more behind than you. So what did you do in 14? Um, at the moment, I'm mostly doing passes of the dead stuff, so I can get my the fancy weapon that comes from that. Yeah, see, you're you're so far ahead. Oh yeah, <laughs> and at some point, I will do the 3.4 stuff. I'm not even yeah. in Heaven's Word content yet. <laughs> That's how yeah. far behind not, I am. Not, not Mac, so. I think I'm further behind than you, Chris. I don't even have Heaven's Word. And every time I want to pick up 14 again, I always want to read through the story of 1.0 and then and and get caught up, so I actually understand what I'm doing. And so it's just it's Chris. Just, you don't really need to read that much. About no, 1. I do. 0. I do. I need to understand why the old man, who the old man was, and why he disappeared every time, and why the moon turned into a dragon. All this stuff matters to me. Yeah, don't but that understand? stuff. Some half, Chris. Half of that is covered in fourteen. Well, like so, Realm Reborn. All right. You could just buy the encyclopedia yours and read about everything. Hey, yep, that's, that's a great idea. More reading. <laughs> I like that your response to me needing to do reading is to suggest that I do reading. That's you know perfect. it's 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 it's, 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 reading, reading. It's, it's reading that's easier to get hold of as well, like actually no, finding. there's wikis like, about all that stuff. There's like a giant. Yeah, Come on, the, the actual contents of the 1.0 plot seem to have mostly been lost to time. <laughs> well, that wasn't back when I last did this, but maybe they are now. That wouldn't be surprising. Well, How do I get Aorzea? Is it even in print anymore? There's a waiting yeah. list on the online store at Square Enix. Yeah, there is. I keep occasionally putting more, I think. <laughs> Let's see. Aorzea. Okay, Simon, I get it. I don't see it on Amazon, so... No, I think no, it's... No, you're probably only... only yeah, you're probably only able to get it through There's Square art books on Amazon, but that's that's not the encyclopedia. 50 bucks! That's a lot for a book. I don't pay that for books anymore. That's why Amazon exists. It is a pretty heftily sized book. Yeah, so is the WoW stuff. And those books cost less than that. Do they? 
but the the compendium books from World of Warcraft, the amazing yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure books. I bought I'm pretty sure I bought one of those, and it cost around that much if you convert uh, maybe dollars in, <laughs> maybe in pounds, <laughs> but oh. World of Warcraft, uh, what's it called? Um, Chronicle, Volume One, I guess Two still isn't out yet. Um, nope. twenty four dollars in the U.S. So. Whereas the Square Enix book is forty nine ninety nine in the U.S., so it's like half the price for the WoW stuff, and it's on Amazon, so I can have it in two days. Okay, anyway, that's distracting. All right, so tell us about fourteen. Who's who's having fun in fourteen? Me Ale- occasionally. Okay, but Alex is yes. the only one who played it lately, right? Other than me, I played. Well, I say I I haven't actually done the New Year event, but I did do the Christmas event. Okay. Well, that's a thing. <sighs> what else you play, Alex? Oh, still me. Uh, I'm still plugging away at Trails of Cold Steel 2. Is it still I good? Got, yeah, I finally reached the finale section. The what? Although having... Well, it's got two acts, and now I'm on the finale after oh, the okay. second act. Okay. Although, although I think, judging from what Max said, I think that means I've got about 15 hours left. Oh, <laughs> It's really more of a three-act thing, then. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot to... Uh, well, I was, was going to say wrap up, but there's a third game, so... Yeah, I was going to say, is this the last one or, the th- or is there a third one? So There's a lot, there's a lot to prepare going into the next <laughs> one. <laughs> Characters to kill, people to tease. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's Legends of Heroes. There's an awful lot of plot to get to still. <laughs> Fair enough. And then what is this Fruit yeah. of Grisella that you're playing? Fruit oh, of Grisella? Fruit of Grisella, I think, is the... Is that a visual novel? It, yeah, it's, it's basically a straight-up visual novel. It's one of the ones I randomly like backed on Kickstarter a few years ago. So I think I should get to it at some point. Okay. Uh, it, it's a bit of a knob on it. You've basically got some militarized kid. Um, probably think... Well, the guy from Full Metal Panic. No, only no, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna, ju- I'm gonna figure this out from the, t- from the picture. So I went to Fruit of Grisaya. It's got, the cover okay. is five women, um, three yeah. of which look far too young for you. Um, so obviously, it's you're a dude living with these five women for some stupid reason, and you need to figure out which one you're gonna marry, and. Um, one of the ones you don't pick probably dies at some point during the story and everyone gets real sad. And, um, I bet you there's a cute dog at some point. That was random. Am I right? No, there's a cat. Oh, (laughs) darn it. It's a cat. Of course. It's Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) If he didn't counter anything else that I said, though, I want to point that out. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. Okay. (laughs) Various aspects that are probably correct. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're basically some random military kid who joins, who decides he wants to go to the school and be normal for a bit. So they actually let him. They let him do that, and they basically put him in a school that only has five other students who are those five girls. <laughs> what the hell? You mentioned, you know, normal. And they all, yeah, and they're all completely insane in some way. Oh, of course. Oh, I forgot to mention that. I'm sorry. They all need to have extremely eccentric personalities. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's probably not one I'd recommend to someone who isn't already a visual novel fan. Oh, ooh, ooh, this one has actual sexual CGs. 
Oh, does it? Okay, uh, I think I've got the I've got the Steam version. Oh, so yeah, the Steam we, version. They pulled that I out. Probably, probably don't have those at least. Yeah, the the Wikipedia does list it as an erogi. So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd actually got, level, half of I, them are like that. I had actually heard that. I had actually heard that in passing about that particular title. Okay. Yep. Oh. Well, I might be surprised at some point. Nice one then. And there's a 13 episode anime, of course. And I'm almost certain that episode 12 results in you crying by the end of it. Because that's how visual novels, animes work, right? Maybe 13 yeah, as well. Okay, cool. All right, well, have fun with that. Alice, what are you playing? Oh, God, where do I even start? Wait, now you're playing Motorsport Manager. Wasn't it Alex before? It might have been. Okay. Well, I haven't played it. I was oh. curious about it, so... So, of course, Alice oh, is right, playing well, it. Got it. Perfect. Well, I bought, I bought it for David, and then I ended up getting it for Christmas. Oh, congrats. So, you guys um, play together? It's not a multiplayer game. Oh, okay. Well, then Although why did there both have of been you time... need copies. That's a good question. Sorry? Why do both of you need copies? Because I tend to use Steam almost constantly. Gotcha. Makes using the family sharing thing a little difficult. Yeah, but you'd be sharing his copy, so that would work out actually. He also uses Steam constantly. Okay, all right. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we both use we both use Steam a lot. Constantly. And technically it was it was it was a copy from his mom anyway, so. So I have the mobile version of this game and the PC version oh, looks so much more intimidating. The, there are a lot of numbers in there. Yeah. The uh, the mobile version's pretty simplified. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I mean, because I think there were people beforehand who were saying that, you know, this looks basically like a, uh, when, it, like, when it was initially announced, it was like, oh, yeah, just a, just a random PC port of a, of a mobile game. It'll, it, you know, it won't do anything on the PC. And it's like, it's yeah, like people bought it. And it's, oh, God, all the buttons. <laughs> yeah. This is so much more in depth. This is, <laughs> you know, this does have probably, I would say, have a lot more in common with something like Football Manager than a mobile game. Listen, it has a stats display like Pokemon IVs and EVs for your car parts. All right. <laughs> so. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, it's not actually that bad, but it no, I'm looking at look- the picture with the stat display, and then there's a yellow stats, and then around that is blue stats. It it is that bad. Oh yeah, that's the um, <laughs> that's the uh, the two car because yeah, oh, all of the two teams cars. have two drivers. Okay. Yeah, right. so all, all of the teams have two drivers. All right. Um, just looking at it at the moment, it, the reason why it looks a little bit intimidating is because there are six parts per car. Mm-hmm. Brakes, engine, front wing, gearbox, rear wing, suspension. Um, and since all of they, ha- all of them have stats, although it's only like two or three stats to manage, it's not. It was it was enough for me to get into. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stats, but I still think Football Manager is more complicated. And this game is more involved with um, like running your cars in the middle of a race whereas in football manager it is perfectly possible just to kind of like sit back and just let let this let the computer just play the, the play the match as it were mm. um so uh i started with one of the there are three racing leagues in the game they don't have an official license so none of the tracks and none of the drivers or anything like that are um like known names um 
But what that means is there are a number of teams in here that are sort of vague references to other to teams that actually exist. Yes, like the team with the British uh, driver and the German driver. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you, they use have, a, you use a they, very, very familiar looking color scheme. They just released the quote-unquote everybody's a winner update, which adds a 2D mode so that low-powered machines can play the game. Yeah, that was just before. That was before Christmas sometime. Yeah. It's funny. But yeah, no, I've, I've actually been, I've been really quite enjoying it. So there's a lot of strategy to be found in, like, finding good drivers for your team. You know, finding, like, a, I don't know, a guy with a driving skill of one star, but realizing that he has, like, five-star potential and raising them up so that they become, you know, sort of amazingly good drivers. Uh I say I started with one of the low-ranked teams in the bottom of the three leagues that are featured in-game. It is possible to get promoted and relegated out of those leagues. Um, so I started in the European series with one of the British teams. Uh, David, in his infinite wisdom, picked the bottom team at the bottom of the league, which is an Australian team called Predator Racing. And there is a challenge for uh, getting them from the bottom of the bottom league to the top of the top league. Mm. So you have to go through two promote. You not only do you have to win win the series, you have to go through promotion. Uh, you have to then succeed, which is difficult. It's quite the challenge. So uh, yeah, very fun. How does promotion work? I didn't realize that was in it. It's so it's something, and then this game basically the the team who wins the drivers championship uh, win. Um, sorry, it's the the team that wins. Uh, gets an offer to go up to the next league. If they accept, they then relegate the team at the bottom of the league above. Okay. And just, it's just a one-for-one one replace. I actually declined the first promotion. I took a save file and I got promoted. And then I, I tried it out in the Asia-Pacific League. And I'm like, well, I'm ridiculously out of my league here. <laughs> you know, I don't, don't, I didn't have a, I don't have a good HQ. I need, you know, I need better engineers. Yeah. That was a delightfully unintentional pun. So do you um do you actually watch your races in real time or do you skip yep. them? No, you no, I know you can, no, I know you can, but do you actually do that or do you put it on like yep. fast forward there and is, stuff? Well, no, I mean, I often put it on I put it on fast forward um just when they're just doing laps, but mm -hmm. you still have to manage um, you can instruct your drivers to like burn through their tires quicker or burn their fuel supply, and you still have to tell them to come into the pits. Well, I mean, is there any like quick play for you to grind out lower tier races that you're pretty much guaranteed to win, so you can kind of get more money and stars or whatever? The no, because it plays it plays as a race calendar year. Okay. So if you feel that you're not ready to get promoted, decline the promotion okay. and then continue continue for another season in the lower league. All right. And then, you know, win more races, develop your drivers. You know, as you get more victories, you get more money from sponsorships. You funnel that money into your headquarters. You can build better parts. So, like, on so the on mobile so version of the game, it's very common for me to just spend an entire season just, like, putting the drivers and everything. Like, just whatever you decide, just go, just get these races over with because I need to get more funds so I can put more money into the, my various research departments. Um yeah. So it uh, sounds like this game works a lot different. So. Mm. Yeah, because this one actually works on like a race calendar year. Mm -hmm. I'm currently in, uh, where's, the, where's the date? Uh, 7th of June 2018, which so this is my third season, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Or is it my second? I can't remember. Either way, I actually did come first in my last season. Good. Um, oh, and if you get if you get tired of your if you do get tired of your current team, it is possible to apply for somebody else's job who's listed as either at risk or uneasy, similar to a football manager. Oh, nice. So if you're uh, if you have a uh, if your character your your race manager has a reputation for you know, good financial management or good race management, you could just kind of jump up to a different championship by taking somebody else's job. Yeah, All right. Good times. What else are you playing? Um, um, read a little bit more Steins Gate. Need to get back to that. Uh, I got Cluster Truck over Christmas. That's a very fun game. Have you played that yet? I can't remember. No, I don't know. What I, think, I think I've mentioned it. I think I've mentioned it previously. It's basically a... Uh, it's a platforming game. It's a first-person platforming game. The, the, all you have to do is get to the goal, but in order to get there, you can't touch the ground, and the only thing you can stand on are moving trucks. Hence the name. Oh, we have talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't someone play the beta? Not me. I swear someone did. Cluster Truck, the restaurant came up in Google. That's not what I want. <laughs> Cluster Truck on Steam. That's what I want. Thank you. Oh, yeah. This is... Oh, wow. That's right. This is so weird. And you're just jumping <clears throat> from truck to truck. Yep. And it's then a, the truck just runner, get... Yeah, where the trucks are... Well, it's, not an en- it's not an endless... It's not an, it's not an endless runner. Oh, excuse there me. There are levels. It's a level-based runner. It's a Super Mario runner. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It looks cool. I mean, simple premise. But, oh, and there's yeah. an avalanche. Oh boy. <laughs> and there's even a there's even a super truck mode, which means the trucks only move when you're moving. Oh, super truck, super truck. Yeah. <laughs> I need to um, I finished Homeworld Deserts of Karak because I yeah, stopped playing good? that a while back. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That's pretty damn good. Especially when they uh, the ending the ending sequence cuts into the 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 main menu theme from the original Homeworld. So a, wait, it's tough. good because you liked the music. Perfect, I love it. Hey, I've got I've got the soundtrack. It no. is really good. I I am I find myself extremely influenced as to whether or not I like a game based on its soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> it makes well, a big then difference you might also, to me. <laughs> I mean, that's also the other reason why I liked Icy as well. Like, uh, um, you mean the slushy drink from convenience stores? Well, if you look it up on Steam, I C E Y. I C E Y. All right, hold on. I have the wishlist cluster truck first. Um, yes, you wish this. Sign that. in. I did. I did sign in. I am signed in. Clint, give me the freaking button. Where... <sighs> so I see uh, on its surface looks like a. Wait, do I um, own this or something? It's already in your steam. I already own it. I already own cluster truck. What am I waiting Good job. for? I must have Good got job. it. Uh, someone, it must be on one of those press lists that they just randomly send out keys to everybody. So let me. I'm going to take care of installing cluster trucks. So hold on. Um. So on its surface, what's I-C-E the other one? I C E. I C E Y. I C. Ah, I see. Very fun. Hacking game. Um. No. This no. is. This is an action game. A 2D scro- yeah. side-scrolling action game and a meta game in disguise. What? Yeah, so it kind of looks a little bit like, um, you know, sort of generic side-scrolling anime girl action game sort of thing. Uh-huh. Um, except it 
kind of it also has a narrator and a really good soundtrack. I bet you can't trust the narrator. No, you can't. It, it's uh, it's someone in the Steam reviews pointed out. It's a bit, a little bit like if uh, the guys who did Metal Gear Rising did uh, the Stanley Parable. Okay. <laughs> the other interesting thing is, um, it's actually a Chinese game. Uh, the narrator speaks entirely in subtitles Chinese. Okay. So it's a little bit different. Also, some bizarre HP Lovecraft stuff. And a yeah, free OST. A, yeah, so it takes a kind of a right right turn into weird fairly quickly. Um, and I've actually 100% finished that. I've gotten every ending. Uh, I have every Steam achievement. Um, highly enjoyable. And yeah, the soundtrack's pretty good as well. It says it's free, but I don't know where you get it. No, no, the soundtrack, you have to have the game in order oh, okay. to get the soundtrack. All right, got it. You could find that's the soundtrack fair. on Steam. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Also, finally, speaking of soundtracks, as the as to sort of what I finished off uh, getting for Christmas, uh, I also now have the soundtracks to uh, Super Robot Wars Moon Dwellers and also Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay. You're all set. Bless, blessed be Amazon JP's amazingly fast shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Seriously, their shipping is so good. I wonder if they're taking a hit on it. I don't know. I mean, because I still, you still have to pay for shipping and also pay for a customs fee. But the difference is, is Amazon will pay the custom. You know, they add on a, a charge for the customs fee up front, rather than passing it on to the uh, the courier companies who deliver your parcel, who are then liable to add like sixteen pound administration fees onto deliveries. So it's still cheaper to go with Amazon. Good times. All right. So that's Man, it for you, I mean, right? I'm sure. I'm sure I've played some other stuff, but yeah. it's been so long since we've pa- uh, since we've cast it. I honestly <laughs> can't remember. remember all of it. Yeah. You know, I know I've played some 15 and stuff like that. So, well, I just noticed someone put up a review of Mordheim on our site. Yay! Finally, and they liked it. Good. Sweet. All right. Uh, anyway, back to our podcast. Anne-Marie, what have you been playing? Um, okay, so what have I been playing? Mercenary Sagas. Yeah, so... All the Mercenary Sagas, yeah, except so, the first one. I don't think it exists. <laughs> At least not here. Well, no, I mean, here's the thing is, um, from what people can tell from sleuthing around on the internet, Mercenary Saga 2 is just a remake of Mercenary Saga 1. <laughs> Perfect naming. So, yeah, there there isn't really a 1. There's what is this, a Chemco game or something? No, but same concept. <laughs> it's a Poorly translated, possibly fun, very generic? Yes. Um, remember, one of the classes is warrior. W-A-R-R-I-E-R. That's how you spell that. Yes. I don't, what are you talking about? That's how you spell that. Well, I just it's... went to Wikipedia. I fixed it. <laughs> it's fine now. They spell it right in some places, and they spell it wrong in other places, which is what really confuses me. But anyways. When when I see your tweets of that game, Anna, I think it looks like a Kmart Final Fantasy Tactics. And it basically is. So (laughs) this is like a budget Final Fantasy Tactics-esque game. Um, It has, you know, 30-ish missions. There's a little bit of story before and after each mission. Um, You get 
10 characters in total. You get to use like six in a battle, so you don't even get to use them all. Um, and yeah, you kind of play through. So in Mercenary Saga 2, you play through the story of um, uh, so the mercenary band Silver Eagles. And now I'm playing Crimson Wolves, but the Silver Eagles pop by to say hi. Um, and it's all obviously kind of a like, berserk ripoff. It's kind of like this like quasi political intrigue. So like in the first one, someone's trying to assassinate the prince, but then you need to figure out why there's a larger plot behind that. Um, and then in this new one, the prince, a different prince, is kidnapped, and a general is blamed for having that happen, but I'm pretty sure it's actually the other general that's like a total brown noser that like set all of this up and there's going to be some plot twist after that. I know. Um, Cause he's just too incompetent to be the mastermind behind everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're cute. They're, they're like 15 minutes to, to finish a stage. So it's really easy to kind of jump in and out of it. Or if you want to play it for a long period of time, you can, you just do multiple missions. Um, I play it on easy. So my experience is a little bit different from other people, but um, on easy, you really don't need to grind. I grind every once in a while just to keep everybody's levels even. And that's like, I do a optional stage every two to three story stages. Um, if you're on harder difficulties, you would definitely need to grind between stages in order to keep up. So in that, it is kind of like tactics. But yeah, it's really fun. It's like a 10 to 15 hour game. The story is cute. The translation's bland or terrible, depending on where you are in the story. It, it's just, it's fun. The okay. engine's really good. Um, they added a new mechanic to Mercenary Saga 3 where everybody has aggro. Um, and it mostly works. Um, the enemy AI does not always behave correctly around characters that have larger aggro values, so it's kind of annoying. But yeah, overall, it's not bad. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the second one, and I enjoyed it enough to purchase the third one, and they're $5 games. You know, set your expectations accordingly, and you'll have fun. Check. Um, I also picked up Picross E2 over the holiday break because I wanted to play some Picross, and I totally whipped through it. So I'm, like, done that game. It took me about 12 hours. Um, I also picked up, since everything on my Steam wish list was on sale. Uh-oh. What'd you buy? <laughs> Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Well, you, you technically bought it for I me. I bought it for you because you told me to. Yeah, so this is, like, a match three town builder game and it's really painfully indie in that it doesn't have sort of that polish and I'm going to take a step back and have someone else play this and give me feedback just so people know Rainmaker is spelled R-E-I-G-N maker Yeah. Like, so you are sent and to it this, came out in 2014 Yeah. so you're sent to like this little town and told to um, make it flourish except there are enemies that come and attack it. So during the um, town building portions, you have like food and wood and metal to collect, and then you use those to upgrade the buildings in your town. You can research spells, you can research equipment, you can upgrade your town hall, you can uh, invite new people to live in your village. And then there's the combat where you have a match three grid that isn't square. It 
it is square-ish, and every stage has sort of like a gimmick to it. So like some of the stages, there's four four smaller squares inside the larger square, and in some of them there's like little nooks and crannies that you have to be able to fill in. Because here's the deal: is when you match a three, four, or five, um, it shoots out magic vertically or horizontally based on which row you matched. So if you match the very top row three horizontally, it will shoot out three magic bullets horizontally in that row. And there are waves of enemies that are um, walking towards you that you have to correctly aim the match three rows to the rows that the enemies are walking down. Except they're not delineated well. They're not delineated at all. So sometimes it can be really hard to tell based on enemy size, what row they're actually in. So that's kind of annoying. Um, it just needed like little lines. Anyways, um, at each time you defeat a wave of enemies, you have a conflict within your town you need to solve. And so it'll be like, there's purple mushrooms growing. What do you want to do about it? There's a guy that's running around take uh, cutting all the tails off of the rats. What do you want to do? You just beat a big boss. What would you like to do with the boss's remains? And so there's different sort of factions within the town or like myth, uh, sort of like ruling fashions that you can do. So there's always like an extreme thing. So it's like, there is always an option to kill the thing. So it's like, you know, Bob has been cutting off all the tails of rats. What do you want to do? And it's like, hey, Bob in the town square is always an option. And then there's other things like have the druids um, diagnose him and see if he has an illness of some sort. Um, tax his uh, tail cutting and, and turn it into an enterprise for your town and make money. Um, you know, make rats a protected species. And so you, you, ha you can choose any of these sort of, you generally get four to six options. And so they slowly start to influence the look and feel of your town. So, for example, when I hung someone, there was actually a body that hung outside of my town hall for like three levels. And wow, that wow, you sound delightful. Well, and here was the thing is I actually didn't choose to hang someone. I let the people choose what to do, which is every once in a while an option. And they chose to hang them. Nice. So not much I could do about that. I felt a little bad. I probably should have made my own decision there. But anyways, yeah, there was one time that it was like green mushrooms are popping up all over the place. What do you want to do? And it's like, have the druids research a natural enemy. And so it was like, your druids discovered that nearby purple moss is harmless to humans, but attacks the green mushrooms. So they have it grow all over your village. And then for like two levels, my entire village was covered in purple fungus. Or purple moss. So that was cool. That part is really nifty. So yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It just, dear lord, it lacks like significant polish. And so I can really only play it for small periods of time because it frustrates me. Um, also, it's really, really badly imbalanced in terms of your resources. So you have food and wood and, and ore. And you need like a shitload of wood and it's really hard to get. So my progress is currently being stymied by how quickly I can collect wood. 
And other than that, oh, I got Moko Moko Friends for Christmas. So Moko Moko Friends is like a Pokemon collect them all game. And from the appearance and the way that the game is set up, you would think it would be for new beginners to the genre, like new to dungeon crawlers. No, this is like a ridiculously in-depth game, sort of. So you have your plushkins, which are like your Pokemon. And you have a chance of befriending one every time you beat them up. There's no consistent way to capture them, which is kind of frustrating. Um, and in, you level them up. And in order to evolve them, you have to have specific items. Um, in order to unlock their latent abilities, you have to have specific items. And in order to um, teach them new skills, you have to have very specific items. And so you slowly, as time goes by, learn to sew these items because you use magical sewing. Um, the complexity comes in is because each thing, so if you want a blooming flower or if you want an evolution stone or if you want um, an awakening stone, you have to have one piece of cloth, one button, and one cotton. And cotton and buttons, you can just find out in the dungeons or in your garden and they just grow and you harvest them and you randomly get one out of the six or eight types six types uh items awakening equipment yeah six um but in terms of cloth you have to grow it in the garden so you get seeds and then you have to turn them into cloth so if that wasn't complex enough when you sew, you randomly get items. So there's something like eight elements. It's like uh, seven elements. So like fire, water, wind. Why can I not remember the other one? Heart. Yeah. Well, there is a heart. There's oh. physical. And then there's uh, light and dark. And <laughs> Captain Planet? Yeah. Okay. Why can I not? Water, fire, wind. There's another one. Why can I not remember it? I don't know. Anyways, there's a bunch <laughs> of elements. And so, like, you're sewing, and it's like, here's a random red jewel. Here's a random blue jewel. Here's a random physical jewel. And here's a random two-star physical jewel. And you needed a one-star green jewel, so screw you. So it is very, very irritating to try to get all of the things that you need. And other than that, I, I mean, as irritating as all of those systems are and as needlessly complex as they are, ironically, they're all kind of optional. I mean, you could actually go through the game just kind of using the plushkins that you find and just kind of leveling up the better ones as you happen to befriend them and never have to worry about evolving any plushkins. So you could play the game and completely ignore all of those awakening and like evolution and bloom systems and not touch them and just play the game. Which would make it really newbie friendly because it's super easy. Like all the dungeons are like two floors and then a boss and the floors have like a, a limit of like 10 rooms to them. And so it's really much like Mercenary Saga 3. It's like it's a 10 to 15 minute jaunt through each dungeon and then you can put it down. And it's clearly set up for people that don't play a ton each day 
because as you do quests and story both storyline quests and like optional requests you get fame and you get either one you get 100 fame every time you do a quest each day you get a special reward at 100 200 300 and 500 fame and that resets every day so it's it really is only intended to be played kind of like a couple of hours at a time and then put away until tomorrow and then played for another couple of hours at a time i was having a lot of fun with it so i ended up kind of blitzing through it in like a week uh maybe 10 days it, it took me about 26 hours to beat so it was fun just frustrating until i ignored all the stupid stuff i think that's everything that i've been playing sweet that brings us to kelly you yes. finally finished the Pokemans. Yeah, I didn't realize how close I was to the to the end of the game until I fired it up again after the Christmas break, and it was like, oh, I literally had to go up a screen, and there's the Elite Four, mm. and nice. I went through that and didn't have too much trouble finishing the game, aside from maybe Kukoi's uh, Primavera, which I had a little bit of trouble with thing kept healing nothing makes me rage in a pokemon game like when they heal but anyway i had finished pokemon sun and trying to figure out what portable game i wanted to keep going with because i had started a bunch of them before pokemon sun came out and ultimately landed on dragon quest 7 because 8's coming out at the end of the month so I've been playing through Dragon Quest Seven. Um, I j just got Sir Mervin in my party. If that's an indication of where I I'm at in the game, and I'm I'm quite amused and annoyed that Sir Mervin comes into your party fifty hours in the game and has no job skills. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know how you dealt with that, Anna. Um, I don't remember. She did think about it, though. Well, I've been kind of grinding with him a little bit. I'm trying to get him into uh, having his final job be a druid. So that way I can have two fighters and two magic users in my party right now i've actually got mary bell set up as a druid and rough and the main character set up as champions i don't remember how you had your party set up anna um i'm trying to think I had the hero. I had Mervin as like a spellcaster. I had um his name's not Gobble anymore. Rough. I had Rough, Rough. set up as a monster class. Ah. Uh. And then I had I can't remember the girl's name. Mary Bell? No. Or the other girl. Other girl. Oh my gosh, why can I not remember her name? Aisha? I haven't oh even gosh. gotten her yet. Yeah, oh my gosh, I feel really bad now. Um, 
I had her set up as a um, utility character. So she had like dancer and stuff. So does Maryville go away permanently? No. Okay. But by the time I got her back, I didn't want to get her caught up. Uh. And in the 3DS version, there is a potential bug where if you take Maribel to a place where you haven't completely finished the story and she wasn't a part of the story at that point, it kind of mucks up your game. Oh. Uh. Well, I've been doing everything to completion anyway, so too, I don't think... but I was so paranoid that I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So hopefully that's not that's not a problem, and I think I'm going to end up keeping Mary Bell in my party just because I put so much effort into getting her skills up, because right now she's like a level six or seven druid i, I want to say yeah i mean and i ran into a problem because i didn't know that i was going to lose her i didn't remember that and no one warned me and mm -hmm. so she was like my main healer so when she left the party i had to like stop everything that i was doing and go level up um there's a there's a a, a there's a second class you can get after unlocking both cleric and mage. And it gives you like the big everybody heal. Yeah. Um, sage. Thank you. And so like Maribel was my only sage, which meant she was the only person that had multi heal. Cause I hadn't used um, the heal slime heart on rough at that point. Okay. So Chris, I'm stop that. No, I'm watching videos of Team Skull at MAGFest. It's amazing. No, stop. They're throwing Pokeballs at a Decidueye. What? Yes. <laughs> There's a Decidueye cosplayer. It's amazing. But anyway, I'm yes. setting up Sir Mervyn to be my backup healer. Yeah, I immediately turned him into um, a sage. And so I just had to stop and grind out a little bit. And get him caught up. It, it wasn't long. It was like, I don't know, maybe five hours. Because I started him I out as Stop a... it. <laughs> I uh, started him out as a priest just to kind of get the base level healing spells. And then now I'm going through all of the performance jobs. And I think I just now got him as a bard. Or I started out as Jester and did, did Troubadour or... Whatever the dancing one was, and then I'm doing the singing one, and then I'm going to finish him out as a mage, and then go ahead and switch him to sage. But yeah, I uh, even after the long break, I have been enjoying this game, but uh, I know that it's going to be a slog getting through the end because I keep looking at the guide on GameFAQs to see where I'm at versus how much of the game I have left and just seeing all the pl places I still have left to go it's like they, they could have really cut about 20 hours out of this game and still have it be okay it's kind of like wishing on a monkey's paw you think that um, Final Fantasy 15 has too little story this has too much story if you ask me 
Yeah, I mean, this is the this is the complaint that I had when I was finishing up the game. Is it's like there was nothing wrong with any of the single individual stories. There were just too many of them. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And then along that line, I did finish Final Fantasy fifteen. We had a, a little bit of a discussion about that. I'm not going to get into it too much, but I will say that I. Final Fantasy 15 is probably in my top five Final Fantasy games now. I I love that game so much. I can't wait for the DLC. Um, when they fix Chapter 13, I'm going to do a new game plus and just do kind of a critical path play through the game just to see how long I can beat it without all the side quests. And I will say that I think my favorite thing about that game is it kind of helped me... I liked the characters so much that I forgot that I was playing a game. Like, I was legitimately friends with the main four in the party. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and to, to me, that's a sign of a good game when you kind of forget that these people are video game characters, that they're that you think that they're actually people. So much so that certain story points were kind of painful to see go through, and I don't... I'm being intentionally vague because I don't want to get into spoilers, but it was, I think that this, that, that 15 is definitely the most humanized Final Fantasy party that they've ever done. And if anything, I think the game deserves at least kudos for that, even, even with some of its problems. Uh, I just wanted to touch briefly on that. Um, so after I finished Final Fantasy XV, it was like, well, crap, what do I want to do with my life now? That I game know. was so awesome. So you, you know, said that, that, you need more anime. Yes, yes. So I, pu I put it to Twitter. I said, you know, I've got this game for I got Dragon Quest Builders for Christmas. I've had Tokyo Mirage Sessions sitting around. And I can't remember what the third game I put out there was. But it doesn't matter because the masses picked uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions for me. I, I left it up to Twitter. People picked for me, and I That's started. That's what Anna would have picked for you. It is. Yeah. What I oh, you did pick it for her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm gonna say I think the only one that did say something else was someone did say Dragon Quest Builders, but unanimously it was Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So I started that up again. Um, I'm not very far in it. I think I just started the second dungeon. But I I plan on completing that before Persona 5 comes out just because it's kind of given me that SMT itch again. Yeah, I kind of... Oh, I, like, want to play an SMT game and I can't decide which one I should play. Or whether I should not play an SMT game because I have a million other things to play. Um, which SMT game are you leaning towards? I'm not leaning towards any of them in particular. You need to play SMT4 Apocalypse. That's true. That's the one I got for you. You better get it. Better yeah. play it. Yeah, that one. That one is really good. That's probably what I'm going to finish next. Oh, I know I won't because I'll be playing Dragon Quest Eight. But Yeah, and that's the other I, thing is it's like it's two weeks Two weeks? Two weeks before Dragon Quest VIII comes out. So do I want to get really into something right now? Or do I want to chill out? Because I know I'm going to be playing something soon. 
But I, I will say one thing about Tokyo Mirage Sessions that annoys the crap out of me is the fact that they make you use the gamepad. Because I hate the Wii U gamepad so much. Mm. I, I honestly... Seeing that cheap screen on it just <laughs> enrages me. It enrages you? <laughs> yes. Well, get excited for the Switch then, huh? I, I sincerely uh, hope that they put a screen that's worth a damn on the Nintendo uh, Switch because it, it'll still won't be as good as it should be. Well, it, it's pretty sad when it feels like my three, new 3DS screen is a more higher quality than that Wii U screen. It is. What? I mean, I'm sorry. Isn't say it? that again. What? What? Who's saying what? She says her new 3DS screen is a higher quality than the Wii U screen. Oh come on, that might be true. I mean, I'm not sure honestly, but it could be. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm too used to my 3DS screen and my Samsung Galaxy tablet. That. Well, I mean, I watch Twitch all day on my Samsung Galaxy tablet and have no problems with it and just seeing the low the low quality on that Wii U screen is just enraging to me. But and and I hate that I can't because of the text system, I can't just use the Wii U controller or the Wii U Pro controller, which right. is comfortable to me. Because that's the other thing I hate about the Wii U gamepad is that the con- the controls don't feel good on it. See, I like the Wii U controller, so I was kind of in a different situation in terms of this game. Yeah. I mean, well, I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm just going to use the Wii U Pro Controller and kind of keep the gamepad in my lap for the map screen and the other stuff that just only gets to be a problem when I've got a cat in my lap, which I often have. But, hey, first world problems. <laughs> and... Other than all the other stuff I talk, talked about, I played a little bit of Diablo 3 to go through the Darkening of the Trist, darkening of Tristram event, which that's really quaint playing through Diablo 1 in an hour with yeah. an OP character. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't you start Given a fresh how, character for that, don't you think? I, you know, I probably should have, but I kind of wanted to see it because yeah. I didn't know if I was going to have time. I don't know how long that event's going to run. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you get anything good? I don't remember. I know I did get a treasure goblin. I don't know if this was in the Darkening of Tristam or not, but I did get a treasure goblin that dropped a mimic pet that picks up gold for you, which is handy. That's pretty good. Um, that is but, not. I don't know if that's part of the event. At least not uh, as, as a drop. I think that I was just running around mm-hmm. before the event and got that. But I don't really remember if I got anything directly fr- from the Tristam event itself. But it was just so quaint to me because I struggled so much with the original Diablo one, and that even the butcher kicked my ass. And just being able to shoot him in the face repeatedly with my Demon Hunter was so satisfying. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but when you go to the Darkening of Tristam event, it actually um, low reses your graphics. Yeah. It looks ugly. Yeah. I should have a look at this. I I almost wish that they would kind of let you kind of toggle how you want it to look because they basically just kind of put a pixelated filter on your screen and they also make the UI look like the original Diablo. I just don't. 
so what what's your overall feeling do you like the event or not i do have a complaint about the event is that you have to do that entire 15 level dungeon in one run mm-hmm. otherwise you lose your progress in it. Yeah. and that that was kind of frustrating because i had to go i got about 10 levels in and had to go do something and i logged out thinking that i'd be able to go right back to it and it's like nope you got to start from scratch which I'm not sure if the original game was like that or not. No, no, it wasn't. No, you could save. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, all about slowly making progress further and further down the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did find that to be incredibly annoying that I had basically had to one and done it. And like I said, the graphics filter is just a little bit distracting. It would be nice if you could pick high or low res graphics because the the low res graphics are cute at first, but it's one of those dissonance things where you can tell it's just a filter, and it gets kind of annoying after the further and further you get through. But that being said, it is kind of neat to basic well i i didn't one shot him but i basically just destroyed diablo without much effort yeah i, th- I think it's i think it's worth going through if you have any nostalgia at all okay for the original no I, I figured that much i just oh i played it on the ptr and wasn't that impressed with it i was just wondering if it's felt better to you or not yeah yeah but that that's pretty much all i've been playing Sounds everybody? good. That's everybody. Woo-hoo. No, we forgot me. Okay, what'd you play? Final Fantasy Fifteen, which you already talked about. Mm-hmm. And Fire Emblem Fates. I I finished Pokemon and didn't know what to get back into, so I got into back into Fates. So I'm working my way back through Birthright again, and uh, I've got my overpowered team of all flying people, um, which started to hit a wall as I came up against more and more people wielding bows, so I'm, I'm rethinking my team. Um and yes, that I did have. I, I literally will do maps with like fifteen flyers. It's pretty awesome. You get to move around real fast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, don't don't play that game on easy. Is my recommendation for Fire Emblem Fates. <laughs> um, play the game on a real difficulty level because it, it just trivializes it, and then I don't know what the point is. Um, also, that game could use better story. <laughs> Welcome yeah, I did emblem. not like. I did not like Fates as much as I liked Awakening, and I felt bad for feeling that way. Yeah, the best part of Fates is the um, the conversations between battles when you're leveling up relationships, because um, some of those are amazing, but they're very short, and you can't justify a game based on that. So, I don't know. The whole game feels a little weirdly balanced, but whatever. It's like I've said, don't play it on easy, which is what I'm doing on. Uh, these first two runs. I'm going to play uh, con- uh, Revelations. I'm going to play that for real with like actual risk and stuff. And I think it's going to change it, but I'll let you know how that goes when I get to it. So that won't be too long from now. I'm sure I'll get into it during AGDQ this week, but let's hit up the news and we'll talk about AGDQ and then uh, we'll wrap the show up. So first off, got some headlines. Anna hit me up with some news, 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 music louder. Beep. Oh, okay. Thank you. First off ease eight has a PS4 release date, but in Japan. Japan. Let's see. What is it? Um, they had a share. What is this? Oh, okay. Yeah. May 25th, 2017 for Ease 8. 
And then in addition to that, Trails of Cold Steel 3 got a release date in Japan, sort of, fall of 2017. No idea when any of that stuff's coming out here, so be ready to wait. Ah, uh, some Toho game got delayed. So NAS America's pushed back the North American and European releases for the roguelike Toho, Toho Genso Wander. Alice, are you waiting for this one? Or do you not care? Nah, not really. I don't generally don't. Like, I, yeah, well, I generally don't play the, uh, like, the Dujin spinoffs for Toho okay. very often unless they're really good. Now, this no, one's coming out here, so, which is unique. Really where? And biz- absolutely bizarre, but there you go. <laughs> All right, 24, March 24th in the U.S. and uh, March 27th in Europe um, on PS4. And Vita is the new date for the Toho roguelike. Atelier I'm curious Fe- about oh, that. What, the roguelike? So, I, mean, I am. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious about that just because I do like roguelikes, and roguelikes are a fun thing to keep on the Vita. Yeah, true enough. Well, and Toho is a pretty cool series. Yeah. Koei Tecmo has announced a release date for Atelier Furis, The Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey on North America and Europe. Yay! March 7th, Anna-Marie. In, in North America, March 10th in Europe, and it's going to be physical and digital for PS4 and digital only for Vita and PC. It is the uh, latest game. So there you go. Have you, have you actually caught up to, on those games, Anna? Nope. I'm okay. waiting for... Um, there's, a, there's one... That it was the end of the Dust Trilogy, and it's coming out on Vita, like, this month, I think? Oh, okay. So is Furious a new trilogy? Yes. Okay. Whew. I never finished Sophie. Uh, Yeah, I haven't finished Sophie either. Atlas has a new project and a new studio. Uh, It's called Studio Zero, being headed up by Katsura Hashino, the director of numerous titles, including Persona 5 and Catherine. And uh, the new studio's name and logo makes reference to tarot cards, and the number zero deliberately referring to the Fool Arcana, which it's going to be called Project Refantasy. Little's known about the game other than it's a fantasy RPG not connected to Megami Tensei or Persona. So, there you go. A new non-Persona game from Atlas. More details when we have them. Uh, Alice, this is when I ask you... What all did we learn oh, about sorry. Final Fantasy XIV from FanFest? What was that, sorry? What did we learn about Final Fantasy XIV from FanFest? Red Mage! <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. what. Here's the details I've got, and then you can add in more. Um, 14 Stormblood is the next expansion, of course. Uh, yep. It'll be released worldwide on June 20th for PS4, PC, and the Mac. The PS4 and PC yep. versions will be available both physically and digitally, with the Mac version being digitally only. The expansion will also have a collector's edition. Inside the collector's edition, you will get the Stormblood special art box with artwork by Yoshitaka Amano. That's for the outside the edition. <laughs> it's spelled Anamo in this story. Um, yeah. High quality Xenos Yay Galvis figure. I don't know what that is. What's a Xenos Yay Galvis? It's a I bad think, guy, I think. Yeah, I think that's the Emperor guy. Okay. You get an art book, a cloth map of Eorzea. Cloth map is my favorite. A logo sticker and exclusive in-game items, including a Sildra mount, Sildra, a wind-up Bart's minion, and a chicken knife. So very Final Fantasy V focused for some reason. (laughs) Um, 
During the keynote, they announced that, or they confirmed, Red Mage will be the new job. It'll be available from level 50, and like the three jobs introduced in Heavensward, does not have a base class. It's a DPS role that switches between ranged magic attacks and melee attacks using a rapier. It focuses on high-speed positioning and can cause high damage by linking spells together with chain spell and then following this up with melee attacks. That I'm sorry, as a Final Fantasy XI player, the idea of Red Mage doing decent melee damage is kind of weird. Um, I mean, Red Mages can do very decent melee damage in, in um, uh, 11 at the moment. But Oh, at the moment? Okay. Do yeah. you need to like, get one of those crazy weapons that takes a year to grind for? uh well no not even with one of those they can they can do some fairly impressive melee things right now so oh all right i need to go i'll be back all right (laughs) stormblood's gonna introduce swimming you know the best thing in every mmo right (laughs) well they're not putting they're not putting combat in the swimming section okay good that should help (laughs) characters will automatically swim when entering an accessible area of water mounts will also be able to swim but only those that are also able to fly because, you know, those go together. Certain bodies of waters and areas added with the expansion will also allow players to dive. There are no loading times or combat while swimming. What are you diving for? Do you think there'll be items down there? Explo- exploration, okay. probably. A new beast tribe has been confirmed called the Ananta. Only females, so whatever that means. They have a serpent-like design and worship the primal Lakshmi, the Lady of Bliss. Two raids were also revealed, the Bend of Time Omega, um, and uh, the second is the Return to Ivalis. <laughs> it's a raid being written by the Final Fantasy Tactics creator Yosemi Matsuno. Yep. Yosemi yeah. Matsuno. Oh, yeah. What? On this, I should, on this, I should point out that Dalmasca is a place in the world. Okay. <laughs> I found it randomly when I was looking at the encyclopedia of yours. Yeah, it's in the history. Of course. Huh. Why not? <laughs> How many people in that place are going to be running around yelling, I'm Bosch von Rostenberg of Dalmasca? Hopefully everybody. I hope yeah, everybody is doing hopefully. that. Like, when that launches, that should be the only thing going on in chat in that area. All right. Stormblood is the second. Okay. So what else was announced that we missed here? Anything? Sorry? Has anything else been announced that we missed here? For uh, I think that about covers it. Something about a patch? No details on three five or anything. Oh yeah, there's also uh, yeah patch three point five comes out the week after next. Okay, nine days away. And we've um, talked about the contents of that before. I don't remember. I, we might have done. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I remember from the trailer that they released, I think it was yesterday or the day before, about it was uh, the next veterans or what I think is going to be the next veterans award is a copy of Squall's outfit. Okay. Is there any way to catch up on veterans rewards? I no. Actually okay. In and get just, my just, just, just have buy lots of game time. Buy lots yeah. of game time. Okay. All right. So you yeah, can totally. do it by buying game time. All right. <sighs> At least I think you can. Yeah, and Anna, logging in doesn't get it to you. You have to like it, it's for continuous subscription or cumulative s- subscription time. I know. So you need to like buy a billion game cards. No. Yeah. You haven't been subscribed the whole time. Yes, I have. No, you have not. Yes, I have. Nuh-uh. Uh-huh. We need to cancel that. Well, if, if Anna has been subscribed all this time, then she will have some a fair amount of veterans rewards upon logging in. I bet you she is. I want to check. Yeah. All right. Super Robot Wars 5 has a release date, Alice. It's Super Robot Wars V. V? Oh, oh I'm so yeah. sorry. 
I'm, I didn't realize there's a difference. The, the V stands for Voyage. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's coming out in Japan slash Asia on February 23rd. Um, the English yep. Asian version will be available digitally and physically for PS4 and Vita. It's uh, the eighth standalone title in the series. Um, go pre-order now from Play Asia, I guess. Yep. Um, and did we ever figure out Super Robot Wars five or V versus Super Robot Wars um, Moon Dwellers as to which better, which is better for somebody new to the series? Um, as someone new to the series, um, Moon Dwellers is like the fifth game in a series. Okay. So. In terms of being able to just jump on without being familiar with any continuity, V would be better. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah. Sounds good. I'm thinking Moon Dwellers may end up the better animated, but that's just me. Okay. Mass Effect Andromeda has a release date now. They put it up on their oh, page. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? March 21st, 2017 in North America. March 23rd in Europe. Launches on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And there is an official CES trailer. I think they showed it at the NVIDIA conference or around that time when they posted it. And, uh, yeah, you can go look at more pictures of yet another Mass Effect game and kind of hope, like the rest of us, that this one is um, somehow still good, even though it seems like they're just going for the same thing again. But uh, we'll see how that turns out. That could turn out really good. I thought 15 was going to be terrible, and I was wrong. So I'm okay with that. We have a giant um, feature up on the site about anticipated games. So you thank can you, go. Alex. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Go to rpgamer.com. It's right there on the top. It's called Most Anticipated RPGs for 2017. You can see our top 20 as well as why we are excited for them. And spoilers, Persona 5 is the most anticipated. You probably figured that already. Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, uh, there are some trademark filings in Europe for Shenmue HD and Shenmue Remastered, no, making people think... No, trademark filings. Oh, domain registrations. registrations. Even more official. <laughs> uh, making people think that Shenmue HD and Remastered are happening. And so here's the thing is, I really, really want to believe this is true. Why? Because it would be cool. Nah. But I watched Giant Bomb problem, play through the first game. The it's not that good. Is is that... <laughs> I think they may just be learning a very hard lesson because last year they discovered that someone, um, as soon as they announced Shenmue 3, bought Shenmue game and all sort of variations of that and didn't sell them to Sega. So the official site that Sega has is not Shenmue game, it's Shemnu game. That why would they even bother? To protect that, them. What? No, Shem Shemnu game doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Maybe it's Shemnu.com. You know, I think you're just wrong about that. Okay. But let's go to Shem no, that doesn't even resolve. Shemmu.com doesn't go anywhere. Shenmu Sega. Let's Google. Let's use Google. Okay. Uh, they don't have anything up, so okay. they certainly need a domain. I think you were absolutely right about that. It seems obvious that Shen someone's squatting Shen on Mu. the good link. Shenmue.link. There you go. It's so weird that even Google isn't indexing it. 
Yeah, Shenmue.link will be for the fans, by the fans, Yu Suzuki. It's Japanese only. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, who's ready for another mobile Final Fantasy RPG? Another one? Another, another one. one. This one's based on Dissidia. It's called Dissidia uh. Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. Okay, now I'm interested. It's uh, It's been uh, delayed from end of 2016 to early 2017. It's coming soon. Probably Japan only at first. I'm sorry. Oh, um, they're going to release it along with its launch date in January. Oh, they're gonna, the release date is in January now. It's real close. Um, you're going to play as, the, you know, there's a lot of the city characters. So, with voices. It's a smartphone game based on the world of the city of Final Fantasy and Arcade. Koei Tecmo's helping out in development. Over 20 characters from past 20 Final Fantasy games. They care, uh, acquire. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You recruit them through the story and events, not through a gotcha system. So that's good. And da, 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 da. what do you get? What do you have to pay for? I wonder. Don't know. Okay. So that that's all I got for you on that. So please be excited. Yay! Uh, for, <laughs> and then back in Final Fantasy mobile RPGs that are already out, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius got Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but she's singing a song. No, it's, um, she's she's a pop artist. Your dad really likes her. Mm-hmm. But she's no, I mean she's singing a song in the game. Yeah. Called so she Touch has it. like a little spray that looks like a Vera. It's okay. based off of one of her music video outfits. But this is the one that ne- none of us are really into. So. Yeah. There I don't go. know why. Um, the final fan or the Diablo 20th anniversary is this week. Go log in there, like Kelly told you to, to play through the Diablo 1 event. And season 9 started. Season 9 started. The game's on sale as well, so you can get into Diablo 3 for the first time. If you haven't played Diablo 3 at all, go get on the sale and we'll see you in a few months. All right. Have fun. <laughs> um, let's see. And what is this? Uh, Cow King and oh. Treasure Goblins are live. Um,. Oh, that's how you got your tri- treasure goblin, I guess. And... Yeah. Uh, no, no. And while right now they're also having an event where you can go to the secret cow level and get a 12-string guitar toy that plays the Diablo theme song. There's a secret cow level in WoW? Yes. Now now there is. You go fight a is treasure goblin. Is it full goblin. of torrens? Yes. Oh, okay. And the cow king is a tauren. Perfect. Where do I go it, for this? It's... It kind of put a smile on my face. It's a dumb little event, and all you this? get is that. Um, the best place to find the treasure golems or the treasure goblins is in the Dalaran sewers because it spawns about every ten minutes there, and there's a bunch of people farming around trying to kill them. And when you kill the treasure goblin, it opens a portal that takes you to Tearsfall Glades <laughs> or like a phased version of Tearsfall Glades. And in that is the quote unquote secret cow level Perfect. that has it, it not only has taurins, but it also has like cows that That's great. This is perfect. Go go Diablo. And um you can also get a toy in this event called the Tome of Town Portal that basically replace your hearthstone if okay. you really are hurting for that one bag slot. Perfect. And I think it's only gonna be in for a week. Patch 715 is coming to WoW on the 10th. That's three days from now. That's probably when that Diablo event will stop. Um, yeah. 
that adds the Nighthold raid and some time walking and some stat adjustments and blah, blah, blah. Oh, the Brawler's Guild is coming back and the, the micro holidays start, the, the one day type holidays. Um, and a new catch up mechanism for artifact knowledge. So save all your artifact points, I guess. Um, one interesting note about the Brawler's Guild is that it has um, in-game representations of Overwatch characters in it as a boss. Excellent. Or as a set of bosses. So there's uh, a monkey with a portal. God, I, I can't remember who all they are now. I know that Winston and Tracer and someone else okay. is in it, but I'm blanking on who, but... It's kind of nice that Overwatch is crossing over. Yes. All right. We got some brief updates for you as well. Um, AGDQ starts tomorrow. That is the week-long stream for charity of where they play speedrun games. And I don't know what will be best this year since I think at this one we will not have, like, I think they're retiring some of the old standards like uh, Tazbot and, and Tetris, but maybe not. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, tune in to that, see what's going on, and uh, the, it's a real fun thing. And the charity. Um, Dex is on the Vita. What is this? It's Dex? No, not the... Not Gex. All right, Dex. This is the side-scrolling action, uh, action RPG Dex. It's on the Vita for 20 bucks, and it supports cross-buy for PS4 and Vita, um, but it hasn't been implemented. So I don't know what's up with that. So this is a Vita port of a game that was already out for other platforms. So if you were waiting for it, there you go. And we've got a review up of the game if you want to check that out. Uh, if you go to Japan, I have some things for you to do in Japan. Uh, the There is a celebration, or, or will be, let's see, uh, starting in two days. There'll be a celebration of Kingdom Hearts 15th anniversary with a giant clock like the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, it, they're going to have that in Shinjuku Station, so you can go see the stained glass clock memorial to Kingdom Hearts. Um, probably counting down the years until Kingdom Hearts 3 actually freaking comes out. Uh, while you're there, there are some Japanese-only Persona f- themes for PS4 and PS3. They're free. They're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Persona. So, uh, but that's like the Japanese store only. Eh, so, whatever. Do-do-do. You can get up with a Japanese account. Um, Persona 5 and Yakuza 0, it was announced, are not coming to PC or Nintendo Switch. I don't know if anyone's surprised by that, but, uh, yeah, they are not coming to PC, they're not coming to Switch, um, and that is a thing. Does anyone care? Not really. Do you want to know why this this all came about? Because... Um, when you look at the box art, it says console exclusive on PlayStation 4. Because that's the way that Sony does their boxes now. Oh. So all of a sudden people were like, well, if it's console exclusive on PlayStation 4, that means it could be on the Switch because that's technically a handheld. And it could be on PC because that's not a console. Right? Right? Got it. In other words, people reading into things. A little bit too much. All right, fair enough. They moved Morgana. Censorship. They moved her on the box. Yeah, and that's considered censorship. No, Chris. What? The serial rating is smaller than the ESRB rating. Right. So even though Morgana is visible on the Japanese box, 
If they had left her in the same spot on the North American box, her face would have been half covered. <laughs> so instead, they moved her up about half an inch, which covers um, one of the girl's breasts. Oh, yep. Censorship. 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 Speaking of censorship, um, you can decide what you what you reveal about random naked Pokemon in the environments um, right now on your Wii U by downloading Pokemon Snap on North America's virtual console. Woohoo. How's that for a convoluted transition? That was like, <laughs> that was one of the first presents you bought me. Pokemon Snap? Yes. It may have been. You yeah. got, you, and it took forever because you ended up having to change your Wii over to Canada Land. That's right. In order to, to and, gift it to you. And buy it and gift it to me and then set your Wii back. But it took <laughs> you like an hour to figure out how to set your Wii to Canada. <laughs> it was really annoying. So you go buy Snap again. I don't think you get a discount if you already bought it on the Wii. You do. Oh, you do? Yeah, all okay. the games have It doesn't discounts. say anything about that in the story. So. Yeah, it's because I think it's presumed at this point. Okay. We have um, a few um, uh, animated videos or um, video presentation. Anna, say the word. Trailers. Yakuza 0. Trailer. Vampire. Trailer. Monster Hunter Double Cross. Trailer. Valkyria Revolution. Maxim trailer. And even more Valkyrie Revolution. Trailers! Go watch them now on the site. Uh, and then we have some messages from people yes. who wrote into the so podcast. So we asked people about their holiday haul. So you got Overwatch, Chris. I did. And and, and I got uh, Last Guardian. And you got The Last of Us Remastered. I did. So I'm I good got, for games now. I got Moko Moko Friends. And I got Yokai Watch Bony Spirits. And then I bought myself Fusions and Mario Party. And I still need to get Disney's Magical World. Um, I ended up getting World of Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, and Harvest Moon Skytree Village. Oh, yay. Did you get it with a plushie? No, I did not. I, I couldn't find this queue on Amazon with the plushie to put it on my... Amazon list Ooh. at the time. Yeah, they came out really late. Yeah, so, eh, no worries. Oh, and I also got a Witten plushie. There are two Witten plushies, the little one and the big one. Yay, plushies. Did Alice and Alex get games? Uh, I would say I got Motorsport Manager. Um, what else did I really kind of get? Um, I can check my... Uh, Check my account history, I guess. Alex, did you get games for Christmas or gaming-related things? I just got Final Fantasy 15. Right. Okay. That uh, works. Uh, so what I will cover, well, I think what I cover under Christmas would be uh, Icy, Steinsgate, Cluster Truck, uh, the Homeworld soundtrack, all of it. Um, uh, Mortal Kombat XL. And that's it by the looks of things. Oh, and Motorsport Manager, of course. Okay. So, what did other people get? People wrote in to podcast.rpgamer.com. No, they didn't. But they also posted at forums.rpgamer.com, or they called us at 608-729-4098. And some people tweeted us at rpgamer. Ah. And uh, the, that feedback will be read here. First off, Victor posted on the forums, I got Picross 3D Round 2 as a Christmas gift, or rather I got 30 bucks specifically so I could buy it on the, three, on the 3DS eShop since it's download only. 
says, if any Picross fans here haven't tried the Picross 3D games, I recommend downloading the free demo for 3D Round 2 since it has an excellent tutorial. It persuaded me to buy the first one, and uh, which was utterly addictive and surprisingly difficult. Yeah, so Picross 3D was a game that I got in my box of crap. Mm-hmm. And I have played a ton of it. So um, do you I... guys hmm? sorry, do you guys collect amiibos at all? Yes. Because all so of the amiibos, amiibos work. Oh, Ooh. all of the amiibos unlock a puzzle and pick cross Not 3D all round of them. two. It says uh, round two technically has amiibo support, but it's just nine bonus le- puzzles, one for each of certain amiibos. Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Bowser, Kirby, Meta Knight, King Day Day, or Link, Peach or Toad unlike the unlock the same puzzle. Wolf Link is not supported. <laughs> oh. I, I could have sworn that it unlocked. That's what it says. I don't know. Um, in this in this forum post, um, it's not worthwhile to buy amiibos solely for this game. My roommate also let me borrow his iPad to play Super Mario Run. He can't stand the game, but I wanted to play it. It may not be worth ten bucks if you're just trying to beat it, since it can be finished in a couple hours. The real gameplay value comes from collecting the coins. It turns it into an action puzzle game. As a player must figure out how on earth to find or reach some of the coins. I'm probably just going to beat it and move on, but I have no regrets about paying ten bucks because I'm a hopeless Mario fan. Uh, it is truly fair to, con- or excuse me, is it is it fair to condemn Super Mario Run's price tag but give Puzzle and Dragons a pass? Um, no, nah, I don't think it's fair to condemn the price tag for a ten dollar game. That's kind of silly. Um, <coughs> let's see. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I know, but I I wouldn't be surprised. But it doesn't mean it's right. Um, all right, Shaman posted. I got a couple of Amiibo, Pikachu and 8-Bit Link. I got some PSN credit, a year of PlayStation Plus at the old rate, and a PlayStation Four. Congrats, Shaman. You're ready for Persona 5. Strawberry Eggs posted, All I got gaming related this year is the Gen Inbun Roku Pound Fire and the Tokyo Mirage Sessions Vocal Collection CD. I wish it contained the whole soundtrack, but it's still pretty neat. So is mine on the way? Yep. Yay. Silkmaid posted, I didn't get any gaming related gifts this year. The closest... Silktail. Silktail. Silktail <laughs> posted. Not Silkmaid. Uh, posted, I didn't get any gaming-related gifts this year. The closest with taking a computer monitor, which would have been chucked out otherwise. I meant to say about Zero Escape Virtual Last Reward. Yes, there are no problem playing with VLR without playing 999. They catch you up on all of the important events. Uh, what you shouldn't do is play VLR before playing 999. I personally prefer the story in 999, but that won't work if you already know what's happening. Okay. Play 999. Yeah, wait for the re-release. It's no, play it on DS. No, you're not listening no. to me. The you need to play it on. You don't understand. No, you play the release. Oh, no, Alex is other, with you. Other people are on my side about this. But the DS Twitter ties into the story. The Vita has a touchscreen too. It's not. No, I can't explain it. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's not the touch. No. Carrying on. <sighs> Uh, Joshua tweeted us and said, not too much gaming related, but I did get Final Fantasy 15 and a new 32-inch monitor. 1440p FreeSync monitor. What does that mean? That means, um, it, it means... Lots of pixels. Okay. <laughs> it mean, No, it means lots of pixels, and those pixels V-Sync a lot better than... There's less tearing, and it looks amazing. Okay. And FreeSync and G-Sync are awesome things. Uh, Becky said she got nothing gaming related because she already bought all the games she wanted for herself. We have a voicemail. Oh, yes. Let's play the voicemail. I- I'm missing the cable, so I have to just point this at the microphone. So, hold on. 
know, um, I have recently played uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, and I, something about that game actually didn't work for me. It's kind of weird. I thought the, the world was just absolutely beautiful. You know, you look at the background, just all the landmarks and whatnot, and the monsters were just amazing. But the way the quest system worked, and, and um, the probing system, and just the class system, it was, it was almost too much. You know, you had the, the UI was just kind of baffling, even for somebody who's played RPGs all my life. And, uh, but I will say, <clears throat> Monster Hunter Generations, I got it for cheap. I got it for real cheap, like $17 after Christmas sale. And, uh, well, it's pretty good. So I'll leave it at that. All right, bye. <laughs> All right, Matt, listening to you made me want to go take a nap, but uh, I hope you got some rest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's absolutely right. Um, Monster Hunter Generations is amazing, and everyone should go play it. Who's interested in Monster Hunter? Um, that's the game I should be getting back into now that I'm done with Pokemon, but whatever. All right, thank you for I, your feedback. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. Oh, no, I played Xenoblade Chronicles last year. That was my Christmas present last year, and while that game was amazing, boy, that's a game that you could get lost in in a bad way. Yeah? Xenoblade just... Chronicles X, right? Yeah. You Huge liked it, huh? And, you know, I liked it enough, but a lot of people also, didn't. <laughs> it was very huge and very overwhelming, and it's one of those ones that you kind of really needed a guide to finish. If you're OCD like me and got to want to finish all of the side quests and stuff, mm-hmm. still, it was a good game. All right, um, there are no RPGs coming out this week that I can find. So that's your new releases for the week. Um, so at this point, I thank Kelly, Alex, Alice, Anna Marie, and you, dear listener. I thank Dale North and Kelly for making music and art for the show. And I ask you, finally, your question of the week. Um, well, actually, for the for the panelists, I have to ask you, what are you going to be playing this week? Alice. Um, don't know. Okay. Alex. <laughs> And pretty much everything I was playing this week except for Final Fantasy XV. Alrighty. That was uh, for those playing at home. Alex was playing 15, 14, Tales of Cold Steel 2 in the the erotic visual novel <laughs> game. Um, Anna-Marie, what are you playing this week? Uh, Mercenary Saga 3. And Kelly? Final Fantasy... Or not Final Fantasy, sorry. <laughs> Dragon Quest 7. I will be playing... I think I will be finishing up Fire Emblem Birthright... And then probably playing some Clusters Truck on my Mac or something like that. I don't know what's going on this week because AGDQ will be on. So I'm so mostly focused on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, we have a question of the week for you. Please write in or call podcastrpgamer.com, tweet at us, Twitter at rpgamer, or call us at 608-729-4098 or post on the forums, forums.rpgamer.com, and let us know what games will you be playing in January and or did you order pre-order Dragon Quest Eight? And with that, we're going to thank you for joining us for our first show for 2017. That's a wrap from us. Thanks, everybody. We are live every week at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern over at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Please come follow us there, and uh, you can uh, 
listen to the show, of course, download it at rpgamer.com. Subscribe to us and review us on iTunes. It helps us out a bazillion times. And uh, with that, I'm going to say thank you, and we'll see you next time. Until then, everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.